eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages. We are back for another episode of Big Time Baseball for Odyssey Sports. Cody Decker, former professional baseball player turned professional smart ass on the radio. And with me, as always, the legendary, the one, the only. Quite frankly, if you don't follow him on Twitter, you do not exist as far as I'm concerned. John Heyman. <laughs> How you doing, John? I, I think there are a few people who don't follow me, but uh, very nice. Thank you for that. Very nice introduction. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, John. Uh, we are now an officially, I mean, I guess we can kind of call it week two of the playoffs. I mean, we w- got through a great, and I do mean this, a great wild card weekend. Um, I don't want to brag, but I was right about just about everything, with the exception of the Phillies, because the Phillies are just pure chaos, which is making them borderline one of the most fun teams to watch because you just simply don't know what you're getting inning to inning what do you got on the Phillies John yeah I didn't have that one correct you're you're much smarter than I am Uh, you know what in a short series they are very dangerous obviously Wheeler and Nola are excellent they have a terrific lineup you're right you do not know what you're going to get we didn't know Nick Castellanos we knew he could hit we didn't know he was a great outfielder as well (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they turned it around. I mean, look, the Mets beat them 14 out of 19 in the regular season, really pounded them. Of course, some of those games uh, came before Rob Thompson was installed as the manager. They have completely turned it around, uh, and they're alive. The Mets are not alive, and those were my two surprises. I, I'm apparently an American League expert only. Well, I mean, let's be real clear. Who... Who even picked the Phillies to get into October going into September, <laughs> let alone Not win I. their wild card series? No. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, well, we might, you mentioned it. We might as well get into it because the wild card round had some early exits. And of course, there was the Rays. Of course, there was the Blue Jays. We just mentioned the Cardinals who got knocked out by the Phillies. Um, I expected the Blue Jays because I really have a good feeling about the Seattle Mariners going into that series. I do not have the same feeling about them facing the Astros. But then again, I don't have that feeling about any team facing the Houston Astros. But it says here on the rundown, who's the biggest disappointment of the teams knocked out? Let's be real clear, John. 
It's the Mets. It's the Mets. I had to witness that funeral. Boy, that was ugly. I mean, this is a team that was up 10 and a half games. All they had to do was one, win one game in Atlanta, of course. The Mets being the Mets, they do not beat Atlanta. You know, I, I don't know what the reason is for that. You know, we know the Yankees have the number of the Twins, but it does feel like the Braves have the number of the Mets. Braves are a really good team. I get it, but Mets should be able to win occasionally. They didn't do it. Put themselves in a bind. They were in a tough spot. I've been in a lot of locker rooms or clubhouses, we call them in baseball, that were really depressed and really upset. You know, even though they won 101, they were early eggs. It did not feel that way with the Mets. I think they were resigned. Once they didn't beat the Braves and they had this gauntlet to navigate and had to beat not only the Padres, who were very improved after the deadline, and as we know, but then they were going to play the Dodgers and then maybe the Braves. We'll see about that. But, you know, I think they got it. They They needed to beat the Braves one game. They didn't do it, and that – pretty much was uh, the end of the story. And I was blown away. Just every single network, like every network. It's not like one or the other. Everyone, when you see the, the you're picking the two teams, everyone's face had a Mets logo underneath them because no one gave the Padres a chance in hell to win that series. I really thought the Padres were going to win the series. Like you just said about the Mets going into the series, I didn't like the way they looked. I, you know, as much as you don't want to sit around and talk about culture and as much as we like to pretend that there isn't, you know, we, we look at baseball as finite numbers. Yeah, this is the numbers. This is what should be taking place. But there are intangibles that you simply cannot quantify no matter how much you want to. And you just mentioned that losing that series to the Braves. That was just a death blow to this team yeah I feel like it was I mean again they had to win one game couldn't do it and then you know they came up one game short there they came up one game short against the Padres they went out with a whimper one hit Musgrove was obviously fantastic give him credit he did not cheat he did not do anything wrong uh, you know I understand the Mets they they saw the spin rate was much better you know, I guess Buck Shoulders in a position where he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. He went out there, looked bad, no question about it. Musgrove was not cheating. He's a legitimately outstanding pitcher. He's one of the best breaking balls in the game, as Keith Hernandez told me from his hospital bed. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're good. He's good. They've got talent. And one more thing I'll say about the Padres versus the Mets. Padres. Went all in at the deadline. Now, Soto wasn't himself, still isn't. I don't think he's coming around. Bells did not do great with the Padres. Did have the big home run there against Scherzer. Uh, you know, Hader struggled initially. But, I mean, these are really good players. They are a much improved team. The Mets, they kind of rested on their laurels. They'd already spent $290 million. They thought, you know, one pick up here and there. You know, we already got a huge lead. You know what? They needed one more win somehow, some way, and they did not get the bullpen fix they needed. They did not get the right-handed DH. I mean, is it that hard to get? That seems like the easiest thing to fill, right-handed DH. They never did it. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I know there weren't a lot of options, but, hey, the Padres got a great switch hitter. They got a great left-handed hitter. They got a great right-handed hitter at the deadline. They went all in. They traded five great prospects. The Mets weren't willing to give up any great prospect they bragged that they kept their 19 top prospects at the deadline and now look where they are they they, they have those prospects but they're out
Great. And here's the problem with that 19 prospects. You got 26 roster spots at the big league level. There is a solid shot. You do not see all 19 of these prospects and certainly not for long term. Right. I mean, a prospect, you never know. I mean, the Mets have had many five tool prospects who basically either got a cup of coffee in the major really were did not turn out to be what they hoped to be. They had an outfielder named Escobar, they had an outfielder named Ochoa. There's probably five or six, I don't even remember half of them, outfielders who were five-tool outfielders. You don't know. You, you don't know which ones are going to turn out, and you got to take your chances. You know, I don't think they – I think they were too timid. You know, I mean, I understand Contreras wasn't moved, so nobody paid the price, but, you know, the Mets went in there with a catching tandem that was good defensively, Really not great offensively. Did not have the right EDH. Did not bulk up the bullpen like they needed to do. I understand Scherzer's great. I understand uh, DeGrom is great. But you need more than one great reliever. I mean, Adovino and Lugo are pretty good. But you needed more than Adovino and Lugo. And they just didn't do it. That is true. They didn't do it. And, you know, there were other pitchers that were left off that roster. Taiwan Walker wasn't there. Taiwan Walker, who I've been very loudly trying to say to as many people who will listen, that he's been kind of an unsung hero of this Mets staff for not just this season, two seasons in a row, especially the debacle that was the 2021 season. So, uh, you know, the Mets are in a very unique spot here because they're hitting to an offseason where, as of right now, as of now, I should really say, they're losing DeGrom, they're losing Nimmo, they're losing Diaz, they're losing Bassett, Ottavino uh, that you just mentioned, Lugo that you just mentioned. So the question is, I think Ottavino and Lugo are as good as gone, personally, but that's not because of any other reason. I just think they can upgrade those spots. There's no way DeGrom is going to be pitching for anyone but the Mets, right? No, I, I wouldn't say that's a definite. You know, he's very upset about that contract. He is going to opt out, technically not a free agent yet. He will... Not he will opt out, understandably. I mean, he's worth more than what's left on that contract. It's about thirty million guaranteed for one year left, plus a team option. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Plus, there are all these deferrals, so I get it. He's worth more. Even at 60 innings, he's worth more than a one-year deal, and he's going to get certainly at least a multi-year deal, at least a two-year deal. Some people get think he'll get a three. I did a poll for the New York Post. Someone thought he'd get five. I don't know. I think that's a guy who probably has a DeGrom bobblehead in his bathroom or something. I don't know. But <laughs> he's going to get a good contract, much better than he's got. I would let him go through 64 innings this year, 4.3% of the season, 4.3% of the innings that they needed. I mean, is it really worth spending $40 million plus on a maybe? I think Texas might do it. I'm not sure who else. I, you know, to me, they got too many other issues. This idea that this one-two punch is so great. I mean, if, if the starting pitching was as valuable as they say, the Braves would have won more than one World Series. The Phillies, when they had Halliday and Lee and all the, those guys, they didn't win. They won when they had before, when they had Hamels and Blanton were their starters. 
I think the idea that this one-two punch is, uh, you know, gives you such an advantage, I think it's overrated. You know, I think when you get to the postseason, to me, I'd rather go spend the money on the bullpen. They think the bullpen is, you know, unreliable. I don't know. They're going to have to bring Diaz back. I would try to bring Nimmo back. That's not going to be easy. Um, You know, they got a lot of work to do. They're going to have to spend a lot of money. They don't have the prospects that other teams may have. They do have Beatty potentially for third base and Alvarez for catcher, if not next year, then a year from now. But uh, they're going to have to spend a lot of money. Fortunately for them, they do have Steve Cohn as their owner, so they do have a lot of money. They do. And it's funny. Nimmo is actually Diaz. I completely agree. They got to bring him back. But Nimmo is such a unique one to me. I just yep. feel like Nimmo. Nimmo's a good ball player. I played with Nimmo. He's a great guy. Uh, but I feel like someone in Major League Baseball is going to overpay for Nimmo. And yep. Nimmo will never do what he just did this year, last two years ever again. And I know it's going to be the White Sox. Why? Because this just has White Sox written all <laughs> over it. it. It could be. I mean, uh, you know, they're a little short in the left lefty hitting department. Um, he would fit there. He'd fit a number of teams. He has been great the last, at least the last couple years. Um, you know, uh, we saw what Ellsbury, similar uh, skill set, um, get, what did he get, Hundred over $150 million yeah, like nine you know. years ago, right? It's going to be a large contract, probably a lot larger than any of us figured to start the year yeah uh, i'm not sure if he made as quite as much money as aaron judge with the year that he had but he made a lot of money and uh, you know i mean obviously the mets could move Marte to center and, and live with that and maybe bring in a power hitter for right field i don't know that it's going to be aaron judge i think the mets like everybody else thinks the likelihood is judge goes back to the yankees but uh yeah i mean nimmo was wearing that uniform an hour later taking pictures i don't know am i reading too much into it, thinking, well, maybe he thinks this is his last day with the Mets, or maybe he just likes uh, photography. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, I, he's a free agent, so I think there's a decent chance that he goes. You know, I mean, he's not Aaron Judge, who's got, you know, got the judge's chambers, and, all, and you know, he's got so many reasons to stay with his team. Nimmo could easily leave, and there are a lot of teams that are going to like him. Yeah. Well, let's touch on one team real briefly, because I know how you always feel about the Tampa Bay Rays. But this is a team that just constantly goes out and makes the playoffs, despite being nothing all that sexy. And they do have some names in there that are sexy, like the Wander Francos of the world. But Kevin Kiermeyer may not be a Ray going forward, and that's a big name to replace. And I know the Rays are a factory, but do the Rays have someone like a Kevin Kiermeyer just ready to go? Well, you know, they have always have pitchers ready to go, and they, they're a better team than I give them credit for every year, and they were this year. And frankly, they, even though I picked the uh, Guardians to win uh, that matchup, you know, both games were one-run games in Cleveland. Tampa outperforms every year, and they outperform by a lot, my predictions. Um, they do have Wonder Franco. You're right. They're better than I give them credit for. You know, a couple more hitters here and there. And they're, they're willing to pull off a surprise here and there. Give it a shot. They tried for Freddie Freeman. Who knows? Maybe they'll do something big. They, Even though they don't draw many fans, I think their revenues are good enough that certainly that they can try to do something like that. Uh, interesting. And, uh, you know, they're going to be good every year. They know what they're doing. And I've got to reevaluate my evaluations of the race because it's me. It's me. It's not them. <laughs> 
That's something I've heard heard a few times. It's it's me. It's not you. But, yeah, uh, well, we've all been there. We've all been there, John, to say the least. Uh, the Blue Jays are a team that really intrigued me because they were a team this season that you know everyone told me I was wrong about, and you know I do think I was at least a little wrong about because early in the season I kept describing it as the shiny new toy that everybody just really desperately wants, and for whatever reason this team just was never doing it for me. Despite the young young studs that they have, despite going to get Kevin Gossman, losing Robbie Ray hurt, but bringing in a Kevin Gossman and seeing what Alec Manoa had turned himself into, this team is young and exciting and will be around for the foreseeable future. The question is. What are they missing? Because I can't even put my complete finger on it. I just, they're not good enough to compete in that division, even still. Yeah, they, they underachieved. I, I thought they would win that division. Um, they did not. They changed managers. They continued to underachieve, I felt. Um, you know, I, I think they should be better. They've done a nice job of adding pieces. Obviously, Manoa's an ace. Uh, Gosman's a very nice piece. They have a terrific infield, a lot of power there. They've got the shit. They've got Vlad. Uh, I think there's something going on with the chemistry where they're they're underperforming. And I, if I'm them, I would kind of try to improve that bullpen. They've obviously got Romano on the back end, but you need bullpen pieces. Really, there's you know how many pitchers are eight inning pitchers at this point? You got Alcantara, maybe Wheeler. There just aren't eight inning pitchers anymore in baseball and their bullpen is not great i do think it's a chemistry issue with them though because those names that team they should be better mm-hmm. um and last team that got knocked out and i don't know what to expect from going forward but then again we didn't know what to expect from this season the st louis cardinals a team that second half just went off after the additions of uh quintana and the addition of Mon- jordan montgomery uh, but now they're about to lose uh, basically the stalwarts of this organization. You know, Pujols is going to be hanging them up as well as Molina. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this a franchise? Now, I, I'm not suggesting because those two are retiring that now the Cardinals are screwed and have to start from the drawing board. It's not exactly like those two were the guys carrying the team. But what does this franchise look fo- look like going forward? It's no longer It's no longer the same faces that we've seen for 20 years. Yeah, I mean, they, they draft and develop really well. They have a lot of good young position players in their pipeline, and I think they're going to be really good every year. Uh, they do a very nice job. I don't think there's any two ways about it. I think they'll survive this. Obviously, those are two big losses. Hall of Famers, but, you know, I mean, Pujols was amazing this year, but, um, you know, I, I think they're, they're still going to be good. Um, you know, they tried at the deadline, unlike a lot of teams, and, they improved. I'm surprised um, that they could not win at home when they had the chance. And Arenado and Goldschmidt, who had great years, did not come through. But, you know, I think potentially they could move Edmund to second and sign one of the big shortstops. I'm not sure that's them, though. Uh, I do think, you know, as we sit here today, and maybe I'll be proven wrong, I think they'll bring Wayne Wright back. I think he'll come back since, I mean, if he was retiring, wouldn't he have said, like, his two buddies that I'm yeah, not going out with them, right? He didn't say anything like that. So I assume he'll be back, and uh, I assume that they will be good again. Uh, if I'm them, though, I would try to figure out a little bit in that bullpen. You know, I want to fix everybody's bullpen. I always think that's the issue, and I always think that's easier because a starting pitcher just costs so much money nowadays, and I don't know that that's always the answer. 
Look at all the stars, you know, that have already struggled in the in the postseason uh, from the pitching standpoint. So, um, you know, I'm them. I, I go out and get some more sure things in that bull. And I guess nobody's a sure thing, but that uh, Helsley, who throws 103, that first game, that was really the deciding factor. Uh, them losing that big lead in the ninth inning and giving up six runs to the Phillies. Uh, you know, I would look to bulk up the pen, but I wouldn't rule them out of the shortstop mix. Uh, that will be the interesting one in free agency this year. Mm-hmm. Yes, it will be. Well, let's take a look at the DSs, both AL and NL side. Um, game one's in the books as we currently stand. And just looking at the series as a whole, each one of them, in fact. Uh, one of the teams, it seems like if you were to look at all these series, it would be to borrow the an old gambling phrase, very chalky. It seems as though it's uh, each series seems kind of obvious who's going to move on. I look at the Dodger Padres series, and as much as I love me some San Diego Padres, the Los Angeles Dodgers are just ungodly good. Like, I don't see a world where this Padre team gets by this Dodger team. I could be wrong, but I really don't think I am. And I feel the same way right now about the New York Yankees uh, and, of course, uh, about the Houston Astros. I don't feel that way about the Atlanta Braves, and it's just because the Philadelphia Phillies are so damn chaotic. As we mentioned at the top of the show, we don't know what they are. As And when I say I don't know what they are from inning to inning, they go from the worst team I've ever seen one inning to an offensive juggernaut that will never be stopped in the very following inning. Yeah, I mean, they do have a great offense. and They get two great pitchers at the top of that rotation. Um, they've done so well with Rob Thompson as the manager. They've now extended. They are a different team than they were early. I know Keith Hernandez can't watch them. And, you know, maybe they're not the most beautiful team. Certainly defensively they're not. But, you know, um, game one, they pulled it off. And they they clearly have a shot going in. Full honesty here. The one upset I picked was the Guardians. Now, Cole beat them. They have it lined up with, with two off days where Cortez and Cole and Severino are the only ones starting if they get the rain out. They will go to Tyone, Tyone, who's not bad also. And, uh, you know, I just, I felt that the Yankees are so hot and so cold. Maybe, you know, with the days off, maybe they'll be cold. And also that bullpen, five of their regular relievers are now injured. Plus you got Chapman who went AWOL and he's Mm -hmm. out. So to me, if they had a lot of games that are two to two in the eighth or whatever, and going to be decided by the pen, I go with the Guardians for that, but, you know, obviously the Yankees have overwhelming talent if they play their best. You know, when Judge was by himself and everybody was out, they were not very good, but now you've got Rizzo back, you've got Stanton back, you've got uh, Carpenter at least on the bench and the potential there. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting series, just contrasts money versus, I don't want to say poverty, but money versus less rich. You've got power versus base running and contact and all that. Uh, it's an interesting series. And obviously with the Yankees winning the first game and being the overwhelming favorite does not look good for Cleveland at this point. That was my upset pick. I didn't see Philly doing it. Look, we all in New York, maybe we don't feel like Keith Hernandez quite, but we've seen the Phillies a lot this year and they were not too good. And a lot of, a lot of times they look good now though. And as you said, it's chaotic. Maybe they win. I mean, to me, the Astros and the Dodgers are the most obvious picks. They're the two best teams. 
They're the two favorites to get to the World Series, and they were, have been all along. I picked them at the beginning of the year. I had Dodgers over Astros. I think the Astros rose a little bit easier. They did have that big win in game one. You know, Seattle had a shot there and, uh, you know, giving up that home run. Uh, and now it looks like, uh, you know, I think the Astros have to feel fit. You can't feel too confident in a five-game series, but they got to feel pretty confident. That was that was a big win that the, the Mariners needed to to happen there they yeah. needed to win that yeah. ball game and, that, and if they won that i still probably wouldn't have picked the mariners to go forward in this series and win okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. But if there was a game ball game for them to win on the road, oh my goodness, how insurmountable that would have been for that ball club. Um, I love the Mariners. I'm really excited for this team. But unfortunately, the buzzsaw that is the Houston Astros. I just can't imagine getting beaten the DS. And quite frankly, in the CS2, I am hoping that we get the rivalry game in the ALCS. I mean, anyone that doesn't want to watch Astros-Yankees is either lying to themselves or they lost a bet. Uh, that's all right. I want to see. And quite frankly, give either of them to me to face the Los Angeles Dodgers in the World Series, and I'm a happy guy. But as somebody that is born in 1988 it has never seen a Yankee-Dodger World Series that my father told me all about all of them growing up, I would give anything just one time in my lifetime to see a Dodger Yankees World Series. Well, you are a child. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't around for the 55 World Series or 56, but yeah, I've seen the Yankees and Dodgers play in the World Series a lot. Wow. You 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 were you never even saw Steve Garvey and Ron Say and all those guys. No, play. I did not. I was at the tail end. Oh However, what one of my mentors as a child was Steve Garvey. And uh yeah. through Steve Garvey. I met Reggie Smith, who really was my mentor for about 15 years before I got uh, eventually went to UCLA and got drafted. Yeah, Reggie Smith seems like a terrific guy. I don't know him, but uh, Steve right. Garvey, if you're in contact with him, ask him why he's blocked me on Twitter. You said everybody should follow me. I actually voted for him 15 times for the Hall of Fame. So he uh, must have not liked that I didn't vote for uh, Say or somebody. I don't know what it was, but anyway, we gotta fix that we problem. Fix that. Well, you know what? I, you know, moving on from that, we, that's not. You know, we'll we'll I'll live with that. Um, you know, it's gonna be so interesting. You're right, Astros, Yankees. I mean, nobody hates the Astros more than the Yankees and the Dodgers, and one or two of them may have a shot at the Astros here. So that's gonna add some intrigue. As much as you know, everybody hates the Astros. I think. I think Yankees are probably number one on that list, and Dodgers are, are probably number two. Although I will say this about the Astros. They're, they're proving they – I mean, I'm assuming everything's on the up and up at this point. I'm sure they're looking pretty carefully. Uh, they've proven they, they don't need much help. They're a pretty darn good team. Yeah, they are. And you know what I keep thinking, especially when I after game one, when I watch that at bat? By the way, those, those, those out there that are kind of throwing a lot of shade at uh, – service and the uh mariners for bringing in robbie ray because oh look at his numbers robbie ray's numbers against jordan alvarez look at jordan alvarez's numbers against everybody that doesn't mean anything at the end of the day the mariners threw everything they could at the wall at the astros and they had a cy young award winner that was available left on left matchup to go and face him 
I loved it. I loved the move. I'm sorry it didn't work out, but every time I see Jordan Alvarez hit a home run, I just keep thinking, what if the Dodgers didn't trade him to the Houston Astros? <laughs> They're good enough. They're good enough. They don't need Jordan <laughs> Alvarez, too. My God. Especially now that we have the DH. Ay, ay, ay. Well, they're, they're just an amazing team. And, you know, they're the best team. But like I, I've said it, I, I think that National League is a gauntlet. You know, mm-hmm. I think the Padres are very talented. I thought it would be the Mets, but the Padres are talented. And if it's the Braves, they're the defending champ. They beat them before. You know, it's not going to be a kickoff for the Dodgers. Even with 111 wins, we know in the past, we saw the Mariners with 116 get eliminated by the Yankees. So, you never know, but uh, Dodgers Astros uh, rematch of seventeen that would be pretty good. But we got a long way to go before we yes, get we there. Yes, we do, and we're going to be with you a long, long way right here on Odyssey Sports for big time baseball. John, is there anything else that you're really excited for with the rest of these divisional series? You know, I you know I'm still st- excited about my Guardians pick. I'm not giving up yet. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I mean, no, I'm sitting here in New York. I was the one guy who picked uh, the Guardians. Uh, you know, I guess we're pretty provincial at the post. We had one guy pick the Padres, Mark W. Sanchez. I give him credit. A.J. Preller came him. over to me. You did. I mean, but you're not at the New York Post. I am not. A more guts. It's, it takes a little <laughs> more guts to pick against the Mets. I did not. But Mark W. Sanchez and A.J. Preller came over to me, and he wanted to shake Mark Sanchez's hand. I don't think he got to do it yet, but if they stay alive, maybe he will. Um you know, I, I like to see upsets. Uh, I do think it's pretty chalky, though. And, you know, it's tough to pick against the Dodgers, the Astros, probably even the Yankees, though I tried it. Uh, at this point, we've got some super teams. I think going in, we felt there were at least two super teams, probably three or four, and all but the Mets are left. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if we get something other than Dodgers. Astros, always possible. And it looks like we're seeing the good Yankees team right now, too. So maybe you never know. If we, if we get great Yankees, I mean, the first half of the season, no, they were world beaters. Maybe they'll be that team again. All I can say is so far, Major League Baseball off to an incredibly cracking start when it comes to Major League Baseball's playoff you. season. I mean, that wild card series were just every single one of them were great. And day one of DS is just through the roof and I cannot wait to see where the rest of October is going and John I can't wait to talk to you all about it as the month goes forward guys make sure you follow John Heyman on Twitter at John Heyman it's literally the most important baseball follow on Twitter <laughs> check out everything he's doing at MLB Network and of course the New York Post absolutely killing it John uh, follow me at Decker6 on Twitter and Antihero Baseball on Instagram make sure you like share and subscribe to Big Time Baseball on the Odyssey app and of course wherever you get your favorite podcast and check me out on the Carton Show FS1 Monday through Friday 7am to 930 I'm the one that's looking handsome and cracking jokes all right that's it for us guys <laughs> beat it <laughs>